There are 23 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose, live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Rainy day today. How long is that going to last? And one day closer to Christmas, that and a whole lot more coming up today here on the end. The No. Settling into my left. Rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Is my beautiful wife. The beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm okay. How is the, I haven't checked in with you on this, how is the, I mean, I see things arriving and I see packages with your name on them, etc., but how's the gift giving going? Are the gift purchasing for the gift giving going? You're ahead of schedule, behind schedule? I'm decent, I guess. I'm I'm more ahead of schedule than what I would normally be. That's good. So if you're sweating it out searching for the perfect gift for a friend or family member, you're not alone. 48% of Americans say finding the perfect gift is their biggest holiday stressor. Yeah, I've given up on the perfect gift. (laughs) You're just looking for that'll do? I'm just looking for, yeah, something to wrap. That'll do. Of course, it got a little bit easier. You didn't. Like, I'm not part of the equation, so that should make right. it slightly better. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio NewsHawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee, covering every corner of the globe, Lunden, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and Doha. Still, I don't know. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Have you just completely checked out of World Cup, like not paying any attention not to it? Not necessarily because I don't care. More so just I don't have the time to. I got it. There's not enough time in the day. I was a little surprised yesterday. I thought, you know, typically it's been on in the evenings. There's been, you can tell we're getting down to a uh, few enough number of teams still in it that it's not on television 24 hours a day now. Yeah. Like there aren't games for, I think, a day or so, maybe Maybe until the weekend when yeah, the think, final eight or the semifinals start. Yes. And this probably would intrigue you. This headline stood out to me this morning. A high school team playing for the state title in California has not completed a pass all season. Is that smart, the coach? I was, I was wondering. Like I've, I've seen some teams that not only did they not complete a pass, but they refused to even attempt to throw it. I think that the, the fewest that I've been here for Grayson, I think was like 21 passes for the season. For the entire season? I think that Completions was right. or attempts? Attempts. Oh, okay. I think they were 12 of 22, if my memory's right. But can you imagine you could win a state title doing that? It, yes. Yeah. Johnson Central has done similar things in Eastern Kentucky as well, where they're just like, we're bigger, we're better, we're faster than you, and... We're just going to run it until you stop us. And... Nobody does. Guess that works. Soggy, cool today. Rain chances are going to last into the weekend. We're going to see drizzle, a few showers possible tomorrow afternoon. Uh, maybe off to our north is the greatest chance for showers tomorrow afternoon. I think here between the lakes, less likely to see much rain. But the weekend features uh, Saturday rain chance as well. Now 60% chance throughout the region. So rain, 100% chance because, well, it's raining now as we're doing the show, if you're with us live. So we got hours for the day. 51, cloudy tonight, 45, cloudy drizzle and a shower for tomorrow. A high of 55 is what you can expect. Big news headlines this morning. CBS broke in. They said, oh, special report. Okay, well, what's this going to be? 
Brittany Griner has been freed in a prisoner swap. Um, and that happened in uh, Saudi Arabia, I think, is where that was agreed to. They've known for about a week, apparently, that that was going to happen, and they managed to, to keep it a secret, but traded her for the merchant of death. Uh, I don't, you know, it's hard for me to imagine that's a that's fair trade, but it's the trade they made nonetheless. So Brittany Griner will be, apparently, after going through a... Uh, Should there be a fair a fair trade for an American, though? That, I mean, that's kind of the counterpoint that you could make to that, though. When I mean, isn't an American an American? And and I, I already know which what's going to be your counterpoint, but then my, the counterpoint back would be, well, that's what it means to be an American, that you can say things like that. Am I right? I hadn't spent too much time about it, but I... Because I can go... I know exactly the counterpoint that you're going to make is that she says... what? How do you know all these things? I haven't said how, a word. I could just... I know because I've known you for... Mm-hmm. However long it's been. Mm-hmm. So you think that I, I could probably host this segment of the show. The merchant, the merchant of death, and I, I Brittany Griner, like those are. If you trade, say, if you, say if you trade for an automobile, you, you say, okay, this is worth this, and this is worth this. How, how do you put worth on a, on a person, though? Well, let's put it this way: the Russians decided that the merchant of death was was way worth it. They wanted him, and they held her. They could have given her back a long time ago if they wanted to, but they sweated us out until we were willing to cave and say, "You can have you can have your guy back that's killed a bunch of Americans," and that's that. So, but there's one the reason that it's getting so much attention is that there is a more high profile American. Well. There has been a longer-held American in Russia that is uh, Paul, and his last name escapes me at the moment, which is a shame because it shouldn't escape me. I know her name. I don't know his. Um, and I think that was the thing that if they're saying, if you're going to broker a deal between these two countries, then how do you choose what order you go in and who you negotiate for first and so some people will say that's not a that's that's not a fair fair trade like value for value we should have gotten our two people for their one and you'll see that and what's funny is i've seen i've interestingly seen people from who are very strong democrats this morning that took up the the other side saying that we didn't get enough for the trade which surprised me just a little bit but to your point sam any american being held against their will in a foreign country is um, too many, and so we should do whatever we can to yeah, and I th- I mean, to bring them home. I know that I read that the Marine is the next the next the highest priority. I mean that yeah. that they're it's not like they picked and choose. Sometimes trades happen. You know, it, it's like if you're talking in sports realm. Well, sometimes, sometimes one trade comes before the other one. That doesn't mean that another one is coming around the bench. Just look at the Reds. They <laughs> the Reds like to make trades. The Russians also knew that this was a pressure point. Like they could they could pressure point on this long enough, and it would get the attention because the Bidens were the Biden administration just getting so much noise in their ear about you know get her home, get her home, get her home. That finally it's like okay, let's figure out a way to get her home. And so apparently she will be after some type of. Uh, it is a uh, standard customary pr- uh, process, some mental health examination, physical health examination, make sure she's okay. Because I would say what she's, the condition she'd been held in, uh, not the most ideal uh, as of late. Yesterday, it happened later in the day for us because we're in the central time zone. And with Hawaii being uh, five, six hours behind, depending upon where you are, that they had their ceremony yesterday at 7.55 a.m., 
uh, island time, Hawaiian time. And so it was on our news cycle later on in the afternoon yesterday. But it struck to me, it struck me as, I mean, it's something... It's obvious. All you got to do is do the math, and you would know that it's going to happen. But if you watch over the years, you'll just notice the number of people that show up that uh, are there that were there that day, December 7, 1941. That group gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And now I think the youngest survivor I heard yesterday morning, I think 98. Wow. Well, I mean, you got to think <clears throat> yeah. 81 mm-hmm. years ago. That's right. And I think. I also think that yesterday, uh, not yesterday, last year being a milestone of the 80th, probably for those who were not in the region that don't live in the region or, or I mean, nobody lives close to Hawaii that doesn't live in Hawaii, but for those that could get there for the 80th, they probably knew that was likely the last one that they would make a big effort to get to because it was, uh, uh, it was a, you know, a, a big number. And unfortunately, by the time we get to another big number, likely we're, you know, we're going to, we're going to lose all of these, uh, servicemen who I was, uh, about 2,500 people were there at the, uh, yesterday at the, have you ever the been site. there to, Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that USS Arizona Memorial is one of those moving things that you will ever do. Um, and if you get a chance, do it. it it's just, uh, it's, it is, it is beyond describing words. I mean, you just. Because you can still look down in the water and see the Arizona. Mm-hmm. And you can see there's a sheen, there's an oily sheen to the water there because of the, uh, the the petroleum that just slowly leaked. I mean, it was entombed and just like a lot of those sailors were entombed. And then occasionally you'll just see bubble up that'll come through. The water is calm and the just that, that monument, you see pictures of it from the air. And when you're standing on it out in the middle of that harbor, it's... Uh, it's it's moving. If you get a chance, uh, do it. But you can still tell there's a there's a kinetic energy there that it's a very moving experience. All right, let's get uh, closer to home today. Uh, superintendents from school districts around the Commonwealth are dealing kind of with this triple threat of uh, illness right now: RSV, flu, and you know, still got some uh, obviously COVID impact. Over in eastern Kentucky, boy, they've really had a rough year. Uh, you know, a lot of those school districts in southeastern Kentucky. They weren't able to start school because of flooding. Their school buildings were destroyed or nearly destroyed. They didn't have the materials that they need. And then about the time they start to get, you know, back on their feet a little bit, then they have high absenteeism because of um, because of illness. And the Perry County School Superintendent, uh, Jonathan Jett, said that, uh, that we're dealing with, they're dealing with a lot of sickness. He said it's at about 78%. Mm. 78% illness is a super high number. Um, speaking at, of... At that point, you almost want to make it 100. Let's knock everybody out, let everybody get through it. And... Yeah, I'm assuming they've closed schools. I don't know how many schools are closed, but when you get that high, there's no... There's no point. Uh, there's, no, stay, there's no point. And by it. the way, it's not just students. You know, the staff right. dealing with the same thing, so you don't have enough people to staff classrooms. To and all that. Yep, and I think that's what a lot of them are doing. And they, sh- unfortunately, a lot of them are probably pros at that by now. And if you worked through, if you worked in, if you lived through the COVID experience, mm-hmm. you got to be, quote fingers, good 
at NTI. You got to be experienced. I don't know if you got to be good at it or not. Kentucky officials say they will use $2.5 million in grants to study flood mitigation strategies in some of the areas that saw historic flooding in 2021. Governor Bashir's office says the money to fund fund a study about the Kentucky River in Beattyville and portions of Lee County includes federal and state money. Half is from a federal earmark from uh, Representative Hal Rogers for the Army Corps of Engineers. And the uh, state's half comes from the Kentucky Flood Control Local Match Participation Program. Lots of flooding impact in that part of our Commonwealth. The governor sat down for an interview yesterday with, uh, I think, Bruce Schreiner from the Associated Press. And, uh, you know, sort of talked about he's going to have a big race on his hand, you know, next year. Uh, he's going to, you know, obviously going to stroll through the primary. I guess the primary will be non-existent. Somebody, somebody is running against him. Somebody primaried him. And apparently it's somebody that, uh, it's a, a name, for, she ran for governor in like 99. I got to mm. look up her name. Because apparently if you if you followed politics in that time, it's a name you know. Does uh, Gate, Gatewood Galbraith have a daughter or a granddaughter that yeah, might be, I you think, know. He, I, think he's gone, I think he's gone on it. Uh, that's why I was like, uh-huh. does he have a descendant that's decided to carry the mantle and just run for governor every time that uh, there's a governor's race? But one of the things he did... He being uh, our current governor, he said the Democrats have a better chance of connecting with rural voters in his home state and elsewhere when they talk about the things people need and the ways they can help them. Bashir said his party's candidates need to show up with a core message centered on good paying jobs, access to quality health care and good public schools. All issues that he sees as resonating with rural voters who have abandoned the party in droves in current elections. So even he sees it, you know, he sees why that. Because of that core message, those core, even uh, more conservative, I, hi there, more of those conservative <laughs> ideas um, have been kind of abandoned. I've always told you this. If you get out in the rural part of the state, there, from a political ideology standpoint, there is very narrow difference between a registered Democrat and a registered Republican in Kentucky. You know, we had to align with you had to align with a party most likely at some point in time, but conservatism or more conservative ideas in the rural part of the state are were just pretty pretty common. But nationally, those parties have gone in two different directions, and it's kind of forced people in rural Kentucky to decide well, which side of this line do I really want to be on? Well, here comes Governor Andy Bashir in a state that he knows has a lot of rural influence, has a lot of uh, more middle of the road, more moderate ideology on things. And he's been someone who's come along. You've been able to see him do it even during his daily briefings during COVID. One of the reasons that he held some of, I mean, some of us in the media thought we were being held a little bit hostage because it went on longer than it needed to for, uh, it got longer and longer. Until we finally just had to say, oh, okay, let's get this, let's get this finished in about 20 minutes. But the way he effectively communicated and the style, he was not communicating to me. He was communicating to those rural voters who really needed help, support, empathy, that needed, that were he scared was, to death. He was Mr. Rogering. That's, that's exactly what he was doing. He might as well have had his red sweater on. And it will be interesting to see to me. Next year, how that, like, if if he is, quote-unquote, compensated for that style when 
rural conservative voters go back to the polls to decide who do we want to be the governor for the next four years. And it's going to be a very interesting outcome for me. And I can't, I don't quite know the answer to that, actually. Peppy Martin is who's primarying him. <laughs> Peppy Martin. She ran against Paul Patton in 99 as a Republican. I don't know if that name rings a bell to you at all or not. But she the former Peppy Le Pew? I don't, <laughs> be, I don't believe they're kin. Uh, A food, beverage, and agri-tech company, Double D Group LLC, has announced a $41.5 million investment to establish a production facility in Muhlenberg County. The investment will create 200 full-time jobs, paying an average wage of $27 per hour, including benefits across 10 years. The company, which has grown into a leading fully cooked protein processor and co-packer for frozen entrees, will also employ 40 contracted positions at the new facility. All right. Good for them. So it is, I don't, no one's saying there's any doubt, but I don't know that it's technically official because there hasn't been the press conference. But UofL is bringing Jeff Brom home. Yes? I mean. I mean, that's. I think they they have a meeting today. It's the worst kept secret in the world. I think they have a meeting point. today, and then a, surprisingly, they got a press conference scheduled right after that meeting. Oh, meeting then press conference. Uh-huh. Okay, so well, it's, it's well know. the um, now maybe I'm still betting that uh, maybe they say not so fast, Bobby Petrino three <laughs> Boy, that would be wonderful for Kentucky fans. Uh, he for was, everybody. Jeff Brom was the coach <laughs> from. Uh, was the quarterback from ninety to ninety three at U of L. Played for Howard Schnellenberger. And, of course, the Brom um, bloodline runs deep in um, in Louisville, in Jefferson County. Jeff Brom, he was the architect of what my dad described as Nintendo football at WKU before bolting of, to... It's a ton of fun. It's a ton of points, too. Uh-huh. I mean, you could score... It was the first team to 100 wins. And while... Uh, he his his style has been he's able to manage his style depending upon what league he's playing in, but there's going to be a huge amount of pressure on him coming home to Louisville because he's been able to be off here you know hundred miles away and when there's a coach opening then they fawn all over and say won't you come home well he's finally doing it so win or go back to Purdue I guess right yeah I mean I I I don't know what. What what I mean, he's gonna have a lot of pressure. There's no doubt about that. We know who. Do we know who the offensive coordinator is going to be for Kentucky for the Music no, City Bowl? No, there's not really been anything. It's not uh, going to be Will Levis. Yeah, no. I think uh, it'll be like a mix of Vince Marrow and uh, Woodward, the coach. But it'd be I fun to let Will Levis call it. Though I'm sure he'll I mean, call a couple plays. I'm he, sure they'll let him do it. But I don't fun. blame him even in the least for not playing. And I no, I don't blame him. He's given everything he can give to the University of Kentucky and playing, including playing most of this season when he probably shouldn't have. He was far more injured than what they were willing to let other opposing teams know, and that was somewhat evident in their in their play calling. And then. Uh, Aaron Judge and the Yankees do agree to a deal. I will tell you there was a small part of me that was allowing for the possibility that Judge would not be in pinstripes, but 98% of me knew it was like, yeah, they'll figure out a way to get this done. It's, it's, it's amazing that they pay him all that money just to lose to the Cincinnati Reds again. It's it's crazy to me. Okay. You're making, that, you're par- making that prediction? Well, what happened last time? 
That's two, always an indicator of two future out of three. performance. Absolutely, you didn't know that. No, no I didn't. Know uh, that. They, yeah, no, it's that's just how it works. Here's one that made me laugh. Forty-six-year-old Mindy Jeanette Stevens from Texas is uh, someone's on her crap list. She allegedly dumped 50 pounds of human excrement in front of the Electra Police Department last week. Did she save it? A police officer notified a person making a suspicious deposit in front of the station on East Cleveland Avenue. He went outside to see what was going on and discovered three five-gallon buckets of what appeared to be human waste. I mean, how long did that take oh her? Oh, my goodness. He attempted to ask what... I don't know that she's the sole donor. He attempted well, to ask... What they were doing, and a female stated that the bucket, but the buckets were human waste, and she was dropping them off. She then got into the vehicle and drove off. Come to find out, she is the fire chief's wife. Oh, and there. <laughs> so apparently, there's some type of bad blood oh my. between the police department <laughs> and the fire chief and the fire department. Wow! And so she has been charged with misdemeanor illegal dumping over five pounds, but under five hundred pounds. Illegal dumping. <laughs> illegal dumping. <laughs> he dumped right there in the lobby. We got to get to a break. We'll come back. More on the way. You're on even though. Today is Christmas Tree Day. Good day to put yours up if you haven't already. But don't forget, the 12 days of Christmas actually start on Christmas Day. The 12 days of Christmas run from Christmas Day to the Feast of the Epiphany. So so you start your 12 days count. So you're doing Advent now, counting down, then you start counting up to 12 from Christmas Day on. Uh, so, um, but but today is a good day for the uh, Christmas tree. It's also pretend to be a time traveler day today. That requires a little more preparation because you got to come <laughs> up with a good con. You know, you got to wear your, got to wear your. Um, Does that mean you're going to sit in that seat all day today? Then you're going to time travel back into the past of radio. Maybe good, good. I, well, that's my. You know, you, you, you can't have, just show up wearing your normal clothes uh-huh. if you pretend to be a time traveler. You need to wear like an Old West, you know, cowboy hat and spurs and chaps. Do you have your and, free bird CD ready in case you, you need to use the restroom right? Fly high free bird. <laughs> uh, I was, yeah, I had a couple of go-to options. I on, remember it, on that one. It, in college, we, uh, I had a couple of them as well. National Sunday. Lard Day today. Oh. I'm sure your grandma cooks with lard. Uh well, does I, or did? I know my uh, did. I actually, yes, does. Oh, and yeah. I actually um, had to use lard. Um, you did? Tuesday morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it used to be very common. It's less and less common. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes you just, you, well, it's, you have more access to olive oil or vegetable yeah. oil or things <laughs> like that. You don't need lard as much, but you usually can tell when something's been cooked in lard mm-hmm. without a uh, doubt. So, we, um, if you've not been with us over the years, you probably don't know that the elf that has been assigned to our home, his name is Sheldon. (laughs) And Sheldon made, uh, he, uh, he reappeared, not this past weekend, but I guess the weekend before. And... Sheldon, uh, you know, Sheldon really only has to do big shenanigans three or four times a week at our house. You know, mm-hmm. he 
he pretty he, he takes it in spurts you know he'll just kind of sit around for a while and then he'll get really active for three or four days a week and then he'll just kind of be chill again but a lot of people are like that yeah well yeah so back in august we got a supplementary <laughs> elf and he's not necessarily a christmas elf but he he is festive and he is a snoop on a stoop <laughs> are you wanting the not just yet oh so snoop on the stoop by the way was a a, a birthday gift for miss buckles over there in august and to be clear, from Mama Carla. Yeah, so from one mama to the other mama. So from one mama to the other mama, here's your Snoop on the Stoop. And it was a it was a hoot. And so he's... Smoking us. <laughs> yeah. so, so Snoop has just been kind of chilling on the bookshelves for a few months. Does he move? No. No, he's usually... Extremely chill. Extremely chill. And... I did say, by the way, at the time, I raised a red flag and told a cautionary tale to Mama Carla that I was a little bit concerned that Snoop on the Stoop would be a bad influence on Sheldon, and I was hoping that Sheldon's good nature would maybe would rub more off on Snoop on the Stoop than vice versa. Well, yeah, so much for so much for that. <laughs> well, overnight at our home, Sheldon and Snoop on the Stoop have joined forces to hold a classroom. They are teaching <laughs> they are teaching school to all of the Pez dispensers at our house. And I kind of fear what the curriculum is that they're being taught. Yes, me I, too. I appreciate that school's not spelled right either. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I am I am hoping that Sheldon was responsible for the syllabus, mm-hmm. and maybe Snoop is the hall monitor. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> if so, I want to be sitting out in the hall. Snoop's probably the PE teacher, <laughs> but. I will tell you that when Miss Alea did see this today, she said, she said, uh, they they spelled school wrong. Yeah. So she noticed that pretty quickly. But then she did not know. She couldn't make out faux shizzle. Yeah. So. (laughs) Which is probably a good thing so far. Probably a good thing. So she didn't know that. But she was trying to sound it out, which was funny. But here's what I do think is so precious about her and her age and also the way that she views the world because she doesn't, you know, necessarily always blend into situations that she's in. She said, though, (laughs) I didn't want to zoom in right on that. She said that other elf, that other elf, Uh that that other elf, Mm -hmm. she said, looks like he was just a normal Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Some other elf that showed up, and so yeah, most other elves don't <laughs> don't walk around with that in their mouth either. Right? With gold chain, <laughs> like does he have? Dreads? So Wonder Woman is in front. Uh, no, 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 that's Moana. 
Yeah, you got. Uh, that's Moana in front, uh, but he has like gold chains. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, but they're just they're having school underneath yeah. the Christmas cactus. Well, so. and we have one student that's absent today. Um, who's he, who? Who is um, absent from school? Uh, Anna. Ah, okay. Anna from, is from yeah, Frozen. Yeah, Anna. She's. Uh, on a field trip today. Gotcha. I was reading a story, though, about a mom somewhere who uh, they had an elf assigned to their home. And within a day, their elf was missing a limb, which I, gave me a lot of questions, I thought. But, what, what, you know, if you do it correctly, um, their elf should not have befallen the fate to where they could lose a limb. But. Suddenly, then she had to check and figure out what the backstory was on the losing of the limb. And so she staged an accident. Did I say that? Uh, Apparently, there was an accident with a dinosaur that led to. And then 24 hours later, the North Pole delivered a wheelchair for the elf, which I thought was a solid move by the North Pole. So (laughs) That is solid. It is December the 8th, and I have... Finally figured out what I'm going to get my dad for Christmas. Oh, look at you go. 52 tops, number 311 Mickey Mantle card going up for auction this week. See, I thought I thought he was already already the owner of it. No. Nah, or are you no, buying it from didn't. him to only give it back to him? Probably. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. going to buy it from him and then gift it to him so he gets the money for it. Say, and I know I had a card. conversation with your dad about baseball cards. Yeah, it, they're only expecting it to bring about $1.5 million. Well, why don't you just buy two then? One for you and one for him? Like a BOGO? Well, uh-huh. If we're doing that, I may get in on baseball. <laughs> yeah, one and a half million dollar Mickey Mantle 52 tops 311 card. Lucky See, I Charms. Could never, could never like bring myself to, like, what would you even want to do with it then? You know, the only way I'd spend a one and a half uh, million dollars on a baseball card if I had a one hundred and a half billion dollars. Yeah, but even then, I'm like, if if I was that rich, like I I don't know what I would want to do with a car. Like, because would you even want to put it out? Like, no, you may it? you may Why no not? you'd loan it. So you'd have to you probably if you had one hundred and a half billion dollars, you could build a museum and uh, yeah put it out, put it on display. Lucky Charms will unveil s'mores cereal in 2023. If you're a s'mores kind of person and you're a Lucky Charms kind of person. But I don't know if I like this. I don't know if no, I thanks. want the traditional fruity, you know, yeah, Lucky no Charms in on the grainy kind of s'mores well, sweet. Lucky Charms really aren't fruity, though, are they? I wouldn't classify it as fruity. No. Well, the green clovers and blue diamonds, what do they taste like? Marshmallow. Marshmallows. They do. Uh-huh. Have you ever had Lucky Charms? They taste like shamrocks. And they're magically delicious. Can I tell you, I don't know that I've actually ever had Lucky Charms. Really? They, they, zero, they are zero appealing to me. Really? That, that Lucky Charms, that, that leprechaun looks too much like that leprechaun Lucky? that represents the Boston Celtics. But they're magically delicious. Not to me, they're not. I think they're pretty good, too. Yeah, I mean, it's not like I'm, but I'm surprised even like if you were in a hotel or something, you're just like, well, you know, at the Continental Breakfast, you're like, I'll just try a little bit of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if that was the last thing there, that Uh was the only thing there, and I were hungry, that wouldn't be my go-to. They are magically delicious. 
<laughs> I mean, I've heard that, but it shows you I've, I've never. You don't have to worry about me getting into the lucky charms. Volodymyr Zelensky has been named Times Person of the Year for 2022. Of course, Ukraine has dominated the news cycle and consciousness for much of the year. So, thank you. Serves it. Yeah, I can't think of anybody better for um, for to be the Time Magazine's Person of the Year. He has certainly stepped up and you know led his nation. He's kind of rallied the world. He's appealed to the rest of the world for their help. So, uh, you get no you get no qualms from me on that. And the. 2022's 50 Most Fun Cities in America list is out. All right. I think you'll not be surprised to learn (laughs) that Las Vegas, Nevada. It is pretty fun. Ranks as number one. Just ahead of Caneyville, right? Caneyville came in at three, believe Mm. it or not. Caneyville came in at three and got, got, got edged out by Orlando. Which okay. I thought was just kind of funny because one and two, Las Vegas, Orlando, it really just depends upon your definition of fun. Yes, it you does. Can, you can invert those. Uh-huh. Two could be or, one, one could be two. Whether you have kids or not. If you're packing the kids. That's right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or kid, not. Kid fun, mom, Adult dad fun. fun. Whichever yeah. you want to do. It's, it depends upon which direction you go. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Did you know? I presume our friends expert knows this, but I didn't know this little factoid. The word friends is said in every episode of Friends. I don't know that I knew that, but I mean. So when I read that this morning, I started running through the theme song, the Rembrandts, I'll be there for you. Mm. And I got to thinking, okay, is friends in the lyrics to that song? That would constitute it being said, and it's it not. I ran through, you know, the week you write the second year, da, 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 and I never could find friends in the lyrics to that song. So now it's made me wonder, well, how cleverly did they have to hide that? You know, Brad Pitt, historically in Ocean's Eleven, is eating in every scene. Mm-hmm. Now, he's not eating every second he's on screen, but in every scene that he's in, he is eating something at some point in time, which I think is really cool. But the fact that they got the word friends into every episode, they never really they never really acknowledged that was the name of the series. And in fact it wasn't the it wasn't the original name, as I recall. But Well the T V show Psych, which was on USA, okay. they have a pineapple in every episode. Really? Which is kind of cool, too, because it's one of those things oh. that people, you kind of have to find the Easter egg in the hour-long episode what of, does that, of a pineapple. What, what does that say about them? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think it's it's mm-hmm. like Norton's mm-hmm. Commons or wherever that was up in Louisville. <laughs> yeah, it's not upside down. It's, it's oh, it's, it's right side up. Okay, yeah. so no distress. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I think it was just one of those things that the first couple of episodes, they it was not intentionally, and they just had it in there, and they're like, you know what, let's just... Keep on going. The new uh, uh, Harry and Meghan docuseries is out on Netflix today, the first episode. King Charles is concerned Prince Harry's docuseries will cause irreparable damage to the monarchy. Hmm. Well, you know, he gave his first speech after QE2 passed, and he, he extended his love to Harry and Meghan as they, you know, continue their lives overseas. Well... Maybe he's rescinding some of that because he is apparently concerned. I also figured out, finally, what the deal is with King Charles. I never really liked Prince Charles. I was Team Diana. 
And they not so much in season five of The Crown, but in the previous seasons, there was something about the guy playing Charles. And now the few times that I've heard since he's become king, heard him speak. Charles sounds like he's in a constant state of constipation. <laughs> when he speaks, you there's an undertone to his voice that he is straining to speak in every word and deed that he does. Okay, and who's the one and who has to have the... the, the that's him. Okay, so maybe he didn't get his toilet in time. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, right? Maybe he's... Maybe just instead of straining, maybe he's holding in. Something about the way that he's speaking. And I find it particularly annoying. Avatar will be... <laughs> I got nothing. Avatar will be appearing on broadcast TV for the first time ever before the sequel comes out. So, will this make you watch it? Because you said you've never seen it, right? Oh, no, I've seen it. He's oh, okay. Watched yeah. that. okay. I don't I just... like it, but I've seen it. Oh. I love the attraction. Don't really like the movie. No. Because I might record this and watch it now. You've no, never watched it? Oh, I've seen it. It's oh, been, okay. it has been, it was one of those movies that when it came out, we watched a lot, but I'm not sure that I've seen it since like the first year or two it came out. Yeah, it's, uh, I liked it. Again, I, I like the good. attraction at uh, Animal Kingdom. It's really good, but I don't, this is, eh, eh sorry. The 09 film, which still holds the title of the highest grossing film of all time, will air on, is the 11th on Sunday? Uh, it today's is. the 8th, so yes. It yes, is. so it's on Sunday at 6 p.m. Central Time, and as I recall, it's fairly long, so I think it'll probably be it on all long. evening. It'll probably take four hours to show the movie by the time they put mm-hmm. commercials into it. Certainly, it'll be from 6 Does, to 9, maybe 6 to 10. Doesn't it have it on there? 10.30, so 7 to 10.30, yeah, so it's a three-and-a-half-hour playback. Then it'll also be on FX on the 15th and on the 18th, and then it'll be on Freeform the day after Christmas. Don't we have it on Blu-ray or something? Do we have it? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think we We do. might, I've probably. I don't know. Whatever it feels like I have. Speaking of, uh, The Weeknd has released a snippet of a new Avatar 2 song, called nothing is lost so if you like the weekend and you like avatar well you're just in really really good fortune james cameron isn't worried that avatar the way of water will fall on its behind there are a lot of people predicting that after 13 years like there's been a lot of build-up you got the highest grossing film of all time you're gonna do a sequel will it live up and like well i don't know i guess we'll find out well, top gun waited how long mm, it, 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 yeah a long it, time um 27 Something like that. Yeah, I was gonna say it worked yeah. out okay for them. Yeah, but I mean, if all else, if if it does fail, you're still the you still have the number, mm. the leading whatever. I think it'll be one of those that even if it's it'll, it's it, it's not gonna do what the first one did, but it's gonna do fine just based on everybody enjoyed the first I, one. I also it's think the this cultural type, thing. This it's type like of Top movie. Gun. This type of movie, I think, plays better in, in other theater. portions, like in Asia and those areas. I think unless unless. Christian areas of the globe, I think this movie is much more popular. That's what I think. That that would be my guess. Ryan Reynolds. So you know the infamous song, That Don't Impress Me Much by Shania Twain. Mm-hmm. And said, so you've got a car. And then she says, so you're Brad Pitt. Mm-hmm. Well, the other night when she performed on the uh, award show for the People's Choice Awards, 
on Tuesday, when she sang that song, she swapped out Brad Pitt because Ryan Reynolds, she gave, so, you're Ryan Reynolds. And I'm like, well, so she's updating her mm-hmm. heartthrob reference. And so he has just been glowing about the idea of being selected and subbed in for Brad Pitt. Right. You know who would love to have his name probably in that song as well? That we learned is a huge fan the other day. Dennis Cook. Dennis Cook. So, you're Dennis Cook. <laughs> Watch out, Ryan Reynolds. Watch out, Ryan Reynolds. Dennis is coming for you. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Finish it up for the morning here on In the Know. My favorite Christmas song, by the way. If animals could talk, which animal would be the most annoying? If animals could talk, which animal would be the most annoying? Rooster. Do you think? (laughs) (laughs) Going by that metric, roosters can talk. Uh, Oh, he can. Because they say cock-a-doodle-doo. Doesn't matter what time of day. Yeah. Doesn't matter where in the city. It just just walks around just letting everybody know. I keep thinking chipmunk. Huh. Interesting. I don't know. Because you think they'd be kind of squeaky? Yeah. And they seem like. Well, Alvin and the chipmunks. Oh, yeah. That is. Yeah. And that's annoying. Mm -hmm. Yep. Let's sing it again. Why haven't you played that song on your Christmas? Uh, It's not one of my favorites, believe it or not. Um, I do let the girls. So whenever (laughs) that ponderance came over me. I started running through animals and coming up with, and mm. this thought passed my mind. I think there's a part of me that thinks dogs can talk. Because at our house, we watch so much of the snow buddies or the space buddies or the spooky buddies or the, how many of those shows are there, hon? I have no idea. So it's a group of golden retrievers, and they're a, a, a troop they're, that travel and find themselves in different... It's like puppy Airbud, right? Yes. Because like Airbud would Only it's, my... it's a group of them, uh-huh. but they they're talk. Fine. They have a, They have either adolescent or adult voices, and they <laughs> just sort of take on human mannerisms, and they go various places and do various things. And so I don't, by the way, sit and watch this all the time. Is it good? But, well, it must be. Apparently, I'm in and out of the room They're enough that, boy, it's a go-to. I mean, she just loves, let's watch puppies. Let's watch snow puppies, space buddies, snow buddies, Christmas, Christmas buddies. It's just on and on. So there's a part of me that had to think, wait, dogs really don't talk. As far as I know. They may wait until I leave the room. Well... Th- yeah, they don't. But so my cousin Jocelyn, she talks for her dog. Yeah. And I swear, I really believe that's what Rango sounds like. <laughs> it is it is dead on her dog. It, it is hilarious. Hmm. Like if Rango could speak, that's like out loud. That's what he would sound like. So, you know, yeah. in The Lion King. The hyenas are really annoying, and yeah. I think that there's and see, the, they can move about. Like the I thought about that, that, but it's like when do you ever interact with a hyena? Exactly, that's kind of like that's why I was thinking like rooster. Like I, I, you can interact with them. The way, but they the, the voices <laughs> they give those in uh, that movie though is like oh. that's annoying. I wouldn't want to hear, but I don't know if that's annoying or just scary. Uh-huh. That's what I don't know. Um, today's highlight in history: this date, nineteen forty-one. Would all donkeys talk like Eddie Murphy? The U.S. Donkey 
entered World War II as Congress declared war against Imperial Japan. Eli Whitney, inventor of the cotton gin, born this date in 1765. The U.S. Capitol reopened to tourists after a two-month security shutdown this date, 2001. Birthdays today. Kim Basinger is 69 today. Mm-hmm. Ann Coulter is 61. Terry Hatcher is 58. My favorite Terry Hatcher line of all the things she's been in. She's been in a Bond movie. You know, she was on Desperate Housewives. My favorite. They're real and they're fabulous. <laughs> Remember? She's in that episode of Seinfeld where she's in the sauna with Elaine. <laughs> These are, they're real and they're fabulous. Sinead O'Connor is 56 today. And Mike Messina, Baseball Hall of Famer, is 54 today. Is he really in the Hall of Fame? Mike Messina? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Moose. Mm-hmm. Guess I better find the chart toppers. Oh, I told you, Eli Whitney. Oh, I also uh, put a note by this one. Don't know many Adele's. N- no, no more than we would have uh, when Sam came into our lives. <laughs> but Adele Simpson was a fashion designer born this date in 1903. Mm-hmm. I'd never heard of Adele Simpson. Sammy Davis Jr., born in 1925. Did your mother know all the famous Adele's? Well, I you think, think so. She's... I think so. Chart toppers. Let's go to oh. 1933. Well, that's queuing up, too. We do have Lady Cougars tonight, too. Yeah, I can't remember who they play. Washington County. Washington County. You, you got their nickname? Is that one that you'd be able to pull out? Uh, the Commanders. So they're the cl- Commodores. Commodores. So they're, they're the Commodorettes. Washington County is Commodore? Yes. Because they're the Commodorettes. See, I thought it was Commanders, too. But See, here's the reason. They were in the Twin Lakes Marching Classic, and I had to announce them. Ah, so that, would you have known if not for that most recent? No, I would not have, but I was pretty sure it was Commanders, and now I'm kind of figuring out if I was given bad information, because that's the way it was in the program. Well, Interesting. Um, now, now you're, you're making me... Please, Mr. Postman, number one, in uh, 64... Now you're making me do a double take. Let's go to 1970. Brian Hyland and Gypsy Woman. Oh, no, you're right. You're Commanderettes. I was right. No, you were right. Commanderettes. Commanders. I was right. You were right. I was right. You were right. We're all right. Yeah, no, they're they're Commanderettes. We all right. All right, Commanders, Commanderettes. 1979. The Commodores, fronted by Lionel Richie, number one was still. So many words we didn't Does that mean you got to rebuild your scoreboard? No, no, I was just making that I. Because uh, that's even what I what I put out on on social media. So I was making sure that I, I just I was right. It's a wonder you haven't gotten a meanly worded tweet. No, we. I my. I was right in the social media. I was just wrong. Oh, okay. in your brain today. Gotcha, gotcha. It's it's been a it's been a hectic week. Will to power, yes, baby. I love your way. Number one in eighty eight. Introduced people to uh, a really good Peter Frampton song that a lot of people didn't know, and then of course Freebird is part of that medley too. Fly Freebird. Second Freebird reference today. There we go. Jenny, don't jump. 
That was a good inside baseball hook with putting in Freebird. You always had to have the song credit. Sure. Something about the way you look tonight, number 197, Elton John. But in the Justin Timberlake and T.I., My Love, number one in 06. And the Beads, number one, seven years ago today with Sorry. All right, NBC's Brilla Wisdom for today. Uh, I just thought this one was very appropriate when uh, I saw it on my uh, prep today. NBC's Brilla Wisdom says, A thousand words will not leave an impression so deep as one deed. A thousand words will not leave an impression so deep as one deed. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.